What's going on, guys? We're back. We're back. This is Trill Pod. I'm John J. the Second, and you already know I'm with the boy Chris Platty. The boy, I, the king, the king, baby, <laughs> like the 2000s Wayne King. Yes, he is yes, the sir. Feature king, the feature king of this podcast. What up, Eastside Johnny? Auto tune Johnny, what's cracking? Oh man, that should have me so fucked up on that auto tune. We got this little modulator here in the studio here in the podcast room that uh, we were messing with a little bit. We we're actually trying to, you know, just get the podcast going on some regular audio, you know, like we usually do. Uh, but we couldn't figure this thing out until Chris uh, just pushed the button right on here that shut her off, which really got us going. So Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, the listeners, I, I kind of wish they could have heard that because we were, like, fucking around with the art. And, like, John was just sounding auto-tuned out of nowhere, and that shit was funny. And then he, would, then he could fuck with the vocals and make them super slow or super super high pitched and uh so that that shit was that shit was really funny that but, was funny i definitely want to uh, experiment with that in future podcasts yeah, or bro. just whatever future content in hell general yeah. have to content that's a good yeah that's, that's a, a good great, segue that's a great segue uh so yeah basically today um as you guys both know uh that we both chris and i are both content creators as you obviously know you might listen to this podcast if you listening to this you know uh, you probably heard some of our old podcasts. Maybe you haven't. If you're new, welcome. Um, but yeah, Chris, tell me about content creation, just like where you started and like where your humble beginnings are and where, um, like, where did you come from and where are you today, would you say? Yeah. Okay. So um, the, the beginning's an interesting part and I don't want to get lost in the weeds of like my individual story as far as like the creation of the podcast, but like more so focusing on the content side of it. So like, when I started my uh, first, I didn't I didn't have the Strictly Hip Hop podcast at the time. I just had the NBA podcast, which wasn't even titled Strictly Hoop Talk. And um, I I just used a Yeti microphone that I bought from a guitar center. Uh, I just I talked to my friend who was into podcasting, the one who showed me podcasting, Brad Tunney. Shout out Brad Tunney. He's now working at ESPN doing dope things. He's a really dope guy. And he uh, hooked me up and told me, yo, this is the mic you want. And so I went to the store and I got it and I started just creating my own content and I didn't really have a direction. I just used my Yeti microphone that was just a solo USB mic. Uh, and I bought a USB mic specifically so that it could so that I could work with my computer, that I didn't have to buy an adapter or anything expensive or, or like the, the fine equipment that you got here. And uh, basically, you know, I just started with that and then audacity is a free audio program so i downloaded that on my desktop because i had a pc at the time this was before my mac and then i just started grinding content i found podbean because that's what brad tunney used he he showed me the way of podbean so i went to podbean before i knew you know of some other podcast distributing options and opportunities and i just kind of ran with it then and then i just started creating the content and i truthfully didn't know what really I was doing I was just trying to create content and talk about basketball at the time um I didn't know what I was I didn't really know what I was doing I had three or four topics for my first episode and my first episode was like over an hour but now I can do three or four topics in the span of five minutes it just I got way too lost in the weeds horrible horrible tangents all that you know all that beginner stuff a lot of stuttering uh so so it's just uh, it's been a long process, but as far as the content side, yeah, I just focused on 
all it was was a Yeti mic that I bought for sixty dollars and a free garage or a free Audacity program, and that was that was it, Johnny. Like, I mean, how did how did you start yours? You know, as far as podcasts go, I'm pretty I'm relatively new, a lot newer than I would say Chris is as far as the game, you know, and everything, the whole process. I know with podcasts, I had a lot of trouble finding a way to post my podcast, at least yeah. in a free way, which I was, you know, me as a college student looking for that, you know, that that option that's going to be a good thing for my budget, you know, and everything and just trying to and I, I wound up finding a, finding a way and, uh, you know, it's I really kind of really streamlined the process and I'm really happy I did that because anybody that makes a podcast, you guys listening might know this uh, if you have your own podcast um, or if you know people that do. Uh, you know that there's a process involved and it's not just simply going to iTunes and uploading a podcast. There's a lot more that goes into it than that. Yeah, um, you gotta create your own RSS feed and, you know, all these all these different things and there's a lot of networks or or should I say platforms that want to distribute your podcast through them and they'll charge a fee like Podbean and Podbean's ridiculous, man. I hate Podbean. Uh they just hit me for the bill. I tried to cancel weeks ago and I thought my account was canceled and they didn't and they just got bought out by Spotify. So you already know the move they're doing. They're about to discontinue their connection to iTunes. So good thing I switched over to Megaphone now. So it's yeah, it's, it's fuck Podbean until they until they cut me a check. Cause right, they, they're some hoes. So. Sure. But, and they know the numbers you're reeling in. So, I mean, they should be sending you a check instead of charging your charging your shit. That's what that's I bullshit. think, man. That's what I think, man. Podbean is. You know, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be, don't get me wrong, they're going to be better off now that they got bought by Spotify because Spotify knows what they're doing. But, um, but yeah, Podbean is just as far as like their numbers and stuff, everything's always been a problem with Podbean ever since the beginning of time with my experience with Podbean. So I do not recommend that. I definitely recommend, um, I'm, I definitely recommend Megaphone, even though I'm having some frustrations with it now. Um, but I am just learning the rope. So maybe once I get accustomed to it that will that will change but yeah definitely find a platform to stream your content and find one that will distribute it to other platforms like itunes like or well i should say apple spotify soundcloud google play all those places because that's that's the key is to get as a young as a young i don't know entrepreneur in content uh, you want to just you want to just get your stuff out there to as many platforms as possible. You don't want to go the Joe Budden route and go just exclusively on Spotify. Don't get me wrong, he's on Spotify because he got a bag from Spotify to be exclusive. So unless unless some site's offering you a bag, don't do it. Play play the field. Get your content on as many platforms as possible because you never know how many ears um, each platform will bring you. So that's that's my that's my huge advice for for young beginning content creators. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I actually use a website called archive.org mm -hmm. um, where it's uh, free hosting. Um, and they, I don't know, they don't, what they, what I'm really trying to upgrade to eventually is something that will distribute my content to more platforms because right now I'm exclusively on iTunes and as we all know, they ain't throw me no bag. So, yeah. So, yeah. But well, it's fine though. I, I don't mind being on iTunes. It's easy. It's accessible. If you got iPhone, um, the podcasts app well, is already on your phone so the thing is the thing is too with spotify and with apple and with all these major platforms um as far as like distribution like just because you're you're with a platform that only distributes you to, to maybe itunes or maybe soundcloud and and that's it 
then you can still get on Spotify. You just have to you just have to submit your RSS feed to Spotify or whatever platform. They review it once they once they accept it and they say, okay, this this product is worth having on our streaming service. Then they take it and they put it on, and they just and then it's then you're good to go. But the only problem is instead of just putting it to one place, you'd have to upload it to. Um, you'd have to upload it to your regular platform that distributes it to iTunes, and then you'd also have to separately upload it to Spotify. So if you can find one housing platform that distributes it to all, and it's at a free or good price, definitely, definitely do that. Wait, so let me get this straight. So the RSS feed that you know broadcasts my podcast. Mm-hmm. That it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be a shared feed to Spotify and iTunes. No, would it? no, it It'd would be a different um, feed. Yeah, no, it would be the same. It would be the same feed. I just believe the uploading process would be different because, because if if you don't have the original distribution platform, if if it's not distributing, say if archives only distributing to Apple, and you want, you can get it on Spotify as well. You just have to take your RSS feed and submit it to Spotify, and then Spotify would choose to accept or decline it. And if Spotify accepts it. Then, um, then you're good to go, and you can upload to Spotify. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you would have to separately upload every episode to Spotify because oh, okay. because your original platform doesn't distribute it naturally, automatically to Spotify like it does Apple. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, so you got to find a platform that can do all of them. But you know, if if you have to if you have to grind a little bit harder and you know individually upload your sites, but it saves you some money, go for it. You know. Oh yeah, it's all about the hustle. I'm definitely gonna look into that too. I didn't know it was even that simple of because I, I, I don't mind up, uploading it a few places. You know, whatever. At least for now. Um, yeah. And just to see if I can get on Spotify, that'd be dope. At least like to I'm gonna start uploading mine individually to YouTube. Oh you know? really? Yeah. Really? And uh, just as like an audio file or like, yeah, or just like, as like uh, an audio file. I'll throw up my I'll throw up my uh, background or my logo as like the graphic during it, and then I'll just throw it up as audio and let them consume it. And you know, I mean, I probably won't get a lot of hits, but I mean, it's another platform, it's another set of eyes, it's another opportunity, and YouTube's a, I mean, that's the biggest, if you count it as a social media presence, which you technically do because there's oh, yeah. commenting and all that, and oh, liking and all that, um, so there's like social interaction on it, it is without a doubt the biggest social uh, social media platform in existence, it crushes Facebook, it crushes Twitter, Instagram, all that, like YouTube is the most universal platform pretty much outside of like google <laughs> well yeah especially with services like youtube premium youtube red um, yeah people can i mean with youtube red you can just listen to the audio and you can have your phone locked it's almost like you're using another streaming service like spotify or mm-hmm. itunes or apple music you know yeah it's it's really cool that way and a lot of people are on youtube it's a huge yeah. community yeah it is it's the biggest community so um like i said you know the my biggest thing with with young content creators is to just get yourself on as many platforms as possible that's number one actually i'd I'd say that's number two number one to me is figuring out your show and figuring out your content and how you want to do it so like let me ask you that then with with your podcast how did you decide to go this route and do this specific type of content that you're making like what was what goes into it uh like how did you decide the direction of your of your podcast 
you know, I just kind of uh, encompass everything that I've kind of started from because I started making YouTube videos when I, when it came out in 07, you know, and I was doing oh, really? just making acting videos with my buddies, you know, Windows Movie Maker, we'd make crazy <laughs> shots and dunks videos. Uh, it's on my old, old YouTube accounts. Actually, I just made those videos uh, public again just because I was doing some stuff to my old channel. But, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as content and media goes, I was more in the video realm and, you know, I kind of transitioned into, you know, Trillpod and the podcast game. Um, probably, I want to say two years ago, I was I was dabbling. Um, but it kind of developed into what it is today based on, you know, just kind of how interests have changed and, you know, certain things have changed. But I, I want to also touch on different parts of media than maybe like before I did, I did videos, you know, and stuff. I still make videos here and there. I want to get back into it do, and do more videos. Um, and put them on YouTube and stuff. But um, I just like how it transitioned into doing a podcast. And, you know, we got this uh, nice podcast room here at the house. Oh, yeah, you know, this you know, is dope. You've been in here many times. we got a little dartboard in here. We got we have some fun in here. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just, I just like the whole audio aspect and everything like that. And as far as even making music goes with Logic, it's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hook up a mic, get a beat on there. Uh, and you go to town so it's really kind of cool and I'm, I'm really liking this new aspect of it and i hope to continue on doing it yeah for a long time you know yeah man it's it's fun creating content like i really genuinely enjoy it because at the end of the day like all these conversations that i have are just conversations that i want to have so like when when you come to me with an idea or if somebody else comes to me with an idea or i come to somebody else with an idea what it is is it's really just a conversation that i want to have that I want to share with people and then I want other people to hear that conversation and then have that conversation with me again and get other angles and other views and other aspects like that's what I love because I've always been somebody who's learned far more from a conversation than from a book or from um, or even from doing something honestly like I've always been an auditory learning person um, as far as as far as my learning skills go and that makes that makes podcasting very interesting and very unique for me because it allows me to have these conversations that I learn that I learned so much from like my goal is to every podcast I have I I go into it with my own viewpoints with my own uh, knowledge but open to learning you know from from the other person's perspective and you know whether it's an album review it's oh I didn't look at that song that way or if it's like the one I just did that will hopefully be up by the time this podcast is up, the Artist Prime conversation. It's just a unique, like Justin Hutt and Don really provided perspectives of how uh, of how different they view an artist's prime and what goes into that element. And, you know, that was just like a theory that I was really sitting on. So I enjoy learning from things and I enjoy uh, learning from people. And at the end of the day, man, I'm just having conversations about the stuff I'm interested in. That's why I'm geeked about podcasts, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's, it's really cool too, especially when I think about podcasts and, you know, and just listening to them and think of it as a conversation. Cause it really is a conversation. You'd like to hear it blossom into something maybe different than you even expected it to originally be. Uh, and it turns into something great and it's really awesome. Um, but the awesome thing about that too, is being able to go back to your old podcasts and listen to like the conversations and how they change and how the, the depth changed and how Mm -hmm. everything changed. Um, and just to see yourself grow 
um, as far as just a content creator in general, but also a podcaster, um, which is huge. And you can see that and you can hear that um, every time you listen back and you can, at least I, I, I think I hear improvements in almost every podcast I make, you know what I mean? I don't know if you feel that way. You probably, yeah, I mean, I feel, I, I, I reached a point where I feel like I'm always still generally progressing, but in some podcasts are not as good as others. And sometimes it's on me. Sometimes it's on the guest. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's on my editing. There's factors to it. Like the thing, the biggest thing I learned doing podcasts is that there really is like an art to a conversation, right? Especially a recorded conversation because a recorded conversation is just a conversation. But I feel like a lot of times because people know it's being recorded, they treat that conversation differently. So to me, the real art is having a conversation and making it feel totally natural and making it feel authentic and making it feel like you're not aware of the recording. Like, that's kind of the goal to me, you know? Yeah, once you reach that point where it's like, okay, I don't even think this mic is in the room anymore. It's like, I'm just talking. We're just, we're pretty much just, you know, chopping it up. Like and we you usually know, do beforehand, you know? And it's, yeah, it's nice to reach that point. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and, and I, I've reached in some aspects, like I don't think about when I'm recording, like I know I'm always recording, but I'm not thinking about I'm recording it. It's just like, it's just little things like with an album review, like I'm, I'm focused on, okay, his points finished. Now I got to transition to the next point and like think things like that or transition to the next topic, the next segment of it. When really I got to find a way to uh, just make it a, a cohesive conversation and you know and all my podcasts do I feel reach that to an extent but uh but like one person I really love is Joe Budden for that reason like I listen to his episodes and his episodes really they don't even sound like they're they don't even sound like they're podcasting man like they just sound like they're genuinely just talking uh you know they they have their quick little 30 second transitions you know where they're just where they're just like speaking of or whatever, and then they go into it, but it just feels like a natural conversation, and that's a real testament to Joe Budden and uh, and everyone that's on that show as well, Rory Parks, Mall, all of them, Savan. Anyways, I love that podcast. I don't know if you listen to that one, but uh, but yeah, like I think there's a real genuine art to conversation. I think it's something, it's something that is very very important. I think that's the that's the number one key when it comes to podcasting is mastering the art of conversation you know oh yeah for sure and you mentioned joe budden uh i do listen to his podcasts uh, okay, from cool. time to time not religiously not religiously but I, i've watched it or yeah i mean he puts it in video too so i've watched it listen to it enough to kind of see that natural uh conversation happen and it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see that um the hard part with doing that and he's mastered his craft but people that are newer and even people like you and me um might have to work to get to that point just and we can even act like there's no mic in the room at all Mm -hmm. but it's easy to go off banter and just kind of not really revolve around the topic it's important to kind of stay central with the topic you know what i mean it's it's really hard to do but yeah that's the that's the tricky balance of of the art of a conversation right is making things still fit the fit the narrative or fit the uh fit the scope that you're that you're looking for when it comes to the podcast because naturally like conversations go everywhere i mean oh, yeah. what if you don't believe me just really think about and analyze a conversation while you're in it and you'll realize how many side tangents how many mo- random moments there are 
and it may come back at some point or it may not. It may lead to a full another conversation. But like when Johnny and I are doing these podcasts, we're coming in with, okay, the, the idea is content and creation and all of that. So like, so like we have a scope. And if either one of us kind of step out of that scope, you got to bring it back in. But then if you bring it back in, it doesn't feel like a conversation. So you have to really natural. you have to have a, an immense amount of skill, uh, especially social skills to be able to kind of like weave things in and out and make it feel like it is just a conversation and it's not, uh, and it's not this like kind of uh, pre-rehearsed, I don't know, pre-rehearsed conversation that just doesn't sound authentic yeah and i think that's something that we both share too as not only content creators but podcast makers and that is not even just participating on a podcast um but and we both experience this orchestrating the podcast we have to we have to think about the topics we have to think about the transitions we have to think about those different talking points that we're going to throw in there mm-hmm. and even even questions and rebuttals and everything and how to play off when to rebuttal when to not like there's oh, a yeah. lot that goes into there's a lot that goes into it and then i know you've experienced that by having people on your podcast you got to yeah. take control you got to get behind the steering wheel and, and take control so yeah yeah that's, that's another interesting interesting twist to it yeah 100 um, percent. just like taking control and doing you and making it how you want to yeah um yeah, and, that's the balance as a host, right. you know. While also maintaining the natural conversation and within the scope. Yeah. Staying within the scope. It's very important. Yeah, man. It's not as easy it's not as easy as people think. Everybody thinks they can do a podcast and you know, I mean to an extent you can't, but the quality is uh the quality is really determined by your skill to craft and control a conversation. And also uh, Black Trey, one of my people that I've had on on my podcast and somebody I look up to in the podcast world. He uh, he told me one thing that I, I find is a valuable gem, and it's something that I personally haven't figured out how to, but I, I've been constantly thinking about it since he told me, and that is the most important thing he believes when it comes to podcasts is production. And so what he means by that is everybody has a podcast nowadays. A lot of people do podcasts, but how do you separate yourself? And that comes from the production side. So, like, he has this uh, awesome network that he does, Count the Dings, which is an independent network. Used to be uh, used to be under ESPN, under a different name. But it's basically, it was just a basketball podcast. But then it became more than that. And it's kind of really developed, and it's become its own community. And that's a testament to their skills at, at creating a foundation, creating a fan base. And they did that through production. They added things like Jade, the producer, is a master producer. He added these little laugh drops. He added, um, he added like you know sound effects and all all these little things to kind of let you know that it is a podcast. That it's like being produced. It's not an an, an actual conversation. Like it is it, it is a, a podcast. So it's a conversation, but it's an edited conversation. And you know, and Joe Budden does that too. Like when Joe Budden's playing, like he'll play. If, if the vibe is right, like he'll play some classic song, some iconic song and it just like, and it, and it's really dope and it takes it. And now Joe's in a position cause he's got the Spotify bag. He can do what he wants, but like he'll also throw in gunshots and like all these little production things. And those are, those are what you think are little things, but they actually turn out to be big because it kind of separates and it gives them a unique uh, perspective because now, you know, as a long time listener of the Joe Bunn podcast, 
it's it's like you know when that drop's coming or you don't know and you're like and you're relieved when it's coming and it's like it's it's a thing it's a something you look forward to you look forward to joe bun doing the gunshots you look forward to him doing the cardi b you know how how uh, much of a coincidence is that how fucking convenient is that or whatever it is and so like he has like these little pre-recorded drops and he throws them in and it, it makes the show, it takes it to another level because it, at the end of the day, then it's not just a conversation. If it's going to be a conversation, you have to be super informative or super entertaining or both, usually both. And, you know, but production can take it to the next level. And that's something that I personally haven't figured out yet with my podcast. Yeah, you know, I think about that, too, because I hear a lot of people's podcasts that do that. Um, one that's not really like that is uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. That one's pretty yeah. pretty raw and, and cut 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 and dry. You yeah, know? it's it's just it's yeah, just it's the vocals, true. you know. And he'll throw in a, like a, a cool intro in there, but it won't be too man, too much like production. Yeah, but like once the once the podcast starts, it's just the conversation. That is true. Pretty that much, is true. You know, he like, does a pretty good job, I think, of maintaining natural conversation. Yeah, he does. He's he's a good one for that too, and so. That kind of proves, you know, the point that the the point that Trey is making. You know, Trey believes that production is key and, and king when it comes to content creation, and it is to an extent. But you also can find your way outside the lane, and that's just by being someone super entertaining, super informative, both charismatic, whatever you want to call it. Um, as long as you're special in some way, like. That, that really puts the onus on the on the host because if you have no production behind you, all eyes are on the host, the spotlight's on the host. So um, so that's a good point. you know there to me, I've always believed that there's multiple ways to succeed with a podcast, you know like and we're just figuring it out. you know like production in podcasting is kind of new as of the last couple of years. like before that podcast were just podcasts. but now it's you know now it's like now it's evolved into, you know, there's like these crime podcasts. Like, have you ever listened to those? Damn, I think I have before. My friend is like, my friend was actually in one, and she told me it was like, she told me, uh, she told me to check it out, and I did, and it's like really crazy. It's like acting. It's like a pre-recorded. It's a it's a recorded production edited podcast. That's like, that's like on this episode. Like, it's like you're finding out who a serial killer is. So it's almost like you're watching it. It's almost like a TV show, like a Law and Order, but it's just a podcast, and it's really crazy. Damn. There's like this one, this one narrator that kind of takes you through the scenes, and then and then it'll put you in and out of scenes and conversations of people, and they'll add the background noise to make it feel like it's authentic, like it's actually happening. And Damn. Yeah. It, That's like in production to like a whole nother level. Yeah. So like, so like those are podcasts that are like super popular now. And I never would have even thought to consider those podcasts or even thought of the idea of that being a podcast or existing or people even wanting that. But like, it's a huge market. Like it, it's really, it's really crazy. So like people are getting creative with, with content. And that to me is awesome because at the end of the day, the the viewers, the listeners, whatever you want to call them, the consumers, they're winning because now there's all this content in the world to to consume, and there's so much diversity. You can have the cut and dry podcast like Joe Rogan. You can have the edited podcasts like uh, Count the Dings. You can have the you can have the crazy like crime mystery podcast. Like you can have all sorts of content. It's kind of just up to each personal each person's preference, you know. Yeah, for sure. What what? Let me ask you what. Did, were the biggest hurdles that you had to face 
even reaching the point of production that you're at right now? Um, like, just like, what, what was the hardest thing for you as far as, you know, getting a podcast out there, getting somewhat of a, you know, reputable production aspect to it? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was your process? Well, truthfully, I think I'm still figuring out the production aspect of it. You know, I, I've always thought about, you know, adding drops, but I've always thought like it, I've always felt like it hasn't seemed natural. Um, at least when I do it, you know, maybe if I, maybe if I have like a team behind me and it becomes more of a team thing, then, then I, I could see myself adding production to my content. But as far as me right now, I want to just focus on getting stuff out there that makes people think. And I don't want it to be necessarily like a super philosophical podcast where it's like, I'm not trying to be an intellectual. I know I'm not smart. I'm stupid. I just think a lot, so and I just have a lot of questions, and I want to get those questions out there, and I want to get those answered, and I want to get other people exploring those questions and coming up with their own answers. So, like, that's my production as of right now. I don't have a lot of editing. I have an intro and an outro beat. Um, I edit and I slice the vocals together. Um, sometimes I have to cut out portions if there's, like, a dropped, if the call gets dropped that's recorded or whatever, you know, like little intricacies as far as editing to like make the audio clean. But for the most part, there's not a lot of editing done on my part when it comes to, uh, when it comes to podcasting, you know, like it's just, it's just a few little things, you know, like slicing in an ad or just, or just editing people's vocals or things of that nature. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's how the, how Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk is going to end, but that's how it is right now. And, Right now, my focus is on content over production, and you know we'll see if uh, we'll see if that if that works out for me in the long haul. But like as far as far as you, you know, I know right now your your content is pretty much um, similar at well Very not your similar, content, yeah. your, not your content, your production. Yeah, the production. As, yeah. as far as like you you have your intro, your outro. Yours actually sounds a little nicer than mine. I I like I like your intro and outro and. Um, I think, I think that what you're, what you're doing is, is very in the same vein. Like, do so I'm curious, do you see, do you see as what you're doing now as Tropod? Like, do you see this as its final version as this is going, or you, do you want to maybe add drops or maybe like figure things out to like change the production in some type of aspect, you know? You know, um, I like where Tropod's at right now. I don't really want to get too involved in the whole production aspect. Um, but as far as if this is going to be the final ending, the final destination of the production of Tropod, I'm going to say we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I don't want to limit myself. You know, I kind of want to, I'm, I'm the same way. I want to put content out there. I want to put dialogue out there. The raw dialogue, the raw conversation, that's what is real conversation. That's what the people should be listening to. And that's what the people should be listening for. Yeah. Um, because if you get taught too caught up in the production aspect of it, you're really losing the value of the entire podcast, you know, and I like just the having the intro, the outro, which is new ones coming, uh, to, uh, in this podcast, actually, uh, shout out suicide boys. Um, for that, you'll check it out. You probably already heard it. Um, but as far as doing that and just cutting up a few vocals here just to make it sound good. Um, or if there's like a drop call, dropped uh, conversation, maybe go off on a side tangent. You don't want to add it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. I think yeah. that's really all I need to be doing right now. And I don't really want to take that extra time to put that extra stuff in there just because I don't think it's going to add too much value to it, at least not right now. 
Yeah, yeah, I I agree, especially um, especially the way my my content's focused too. Like mine is focused around having a revolving door guest, and much like yours, you know, yours is focused on you have me on one episode, then maybe it's JP, then maybe it's the three of us, then maybe it's Brady, then maybe it's you know Nick or you know like you got a plethora of guests like, just like my show, and so I so that kind of that kind of complicates things because, it, you know, adding the productions, the drops, all that stuff, um, an underrated part is everybody in the room has to be on the same page if you're doing that stuff. So if you're adding drops and stuff and these and your guests have no clue what's going on, like whatsoever, then it's a total, uh, it, it, it just messes up the flow, it messes up the synergy, it messes things up. So yeah. like, so like, you know, it, that's a that's another thing to think about as far as the production aspect of it is will this actually enhance or will this detract and to me my personal perspective right now is that those drops are don't enhance my podcast because you know even though it makes the production sound flasher and it makes it sound grander um i don't think it actually i think it actually takes away from the conversations because if i were to if i were to have say my guy will gill who's been on my podcast a million times if i were to have him on the next podcast and just start doing drops in the middle of our podcast he would you know i'd have to stop the recording because he'd be like what was that he'd be like did you leave your window open like what was that like you know, you'd be totally thrown off by that shit. Oh so, yeah, then you'd really be splicing and cutting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so cutting yeah, so I don't think files. It, it's not with me. It's not like an effort thing. It's a, it's a thing that I think, I think, I just don't have, I don't have room for at this point. You know, as far as my content goes. So I think we're on the same page when it when it comes to that. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's really all I go for is making sure it sounds good, mm-hmm. um, with the intro and the outro. Um, and the dialogue, making sure it's flush, making sure it's clean, because um, that's what I like. That's what I go for. I go for the quality of it. Um, and it's just maybe I'm omitting certain things as far as production goes, but you can go to the moon with production yeah. uh, if you want to. But I just feel like that still takes away from the, plus, the value. Plus, you know, production is a real skill. Like, let's just not that's sit true. here and act like, you know, if tomorrow if we wanted to do drops and shit, like I have no clue how to do a drop. I would Google it and I would try to learn it, but I have no clue how to do an actual drop or how to, you know, much less, you know, splice like intricate, intricate uh, audio together and multi-layer audio and fade in and fade out and like all these things that like I would, I would actually have to learn. So like, there's a real skill, like the people who do the production, like, like Jade, who does it to the absolute max on his podcast on the Count the Dings Network. That is incredible the way he just, the way he splices in and out audio, he fades things in, fades things out. Everything in that production is a rear, is a real skill and he has a real ear for production. So that also takes a unique talent that I currently don't possess. So Yeah, that's true. And I think, I think there's a, it's important to say that for these certain podcasts, you know, like Count the Dings, Joe Budden, um, having these extra aspects of production in there, um, it helps their podcast. It makes their podcast what it is. It makes it unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's definitely important to know. And there's room for everybody, man. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. Yeah, EBE. eventually. I think it's, yeah, TDE, baby. Um, but <laughs> I said EBE. Oh, you said EBE. I think yeah, it's a TDE. TDE's the shit, too. TDE's so shout out shit. to TDE, man. I fuck with TDE. 
Damn, I thought you. I thought for sure you said TDE. That's nah, why. man, that's a safe assumption though. When it comes, to <laughs> I'm always talking about. I'm always talking about TDE. Big TDE guy. Damn, don't got the TDE jacket. Yeah, I know. You usually a, do. Yeah, it's you a got the sticker on your uh, on your laptop though, right? Oh yeah, I still got that. Yeah, I got two stickers. One Steph Curry, one's TDE. So that kind of shows you basketball and hip hop. There's nothing more to me. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. But, that's crazy shit, man. Have you been listening to? Any music lately? You got it, been right. There's some new yeah. albums this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, um, I was just driving back from home to East Lansing, and I listened to four albums. Uh, usually, I don't get four albums in, but I got four albums in because I left my wallet halfway. I had to turn around like a dumbass. So I got to listen to Offset. I got to listen to. Um, I got to listen to a Little Pump, and I got to listen to what was the other big one? Oh, Gunna. And then I also listened to uh, my guy, Russell, who's not a lot of people know, but I've been following him since I was like a kid, kid. Like, I think I think I first started listening to him when I was like 14. So it's almost been like a decade now that I've been listening to him. He's one of the first underground artists that I that I really uh, ran with and have followed. And his kind of career arc and story has been very interesting to me. And uh, so he put out this new project. It's a sequel. He had Lover Boy, but now this one's called Lovely. It's a sequel to it, and it, it's pretty dope. I I, I rock with it. Um, I don't think it's everybody's taste, but uh, but it it was cool. Um, I fucked with that. But yeah, it was some good projects that I consumed over the over the week. And this week, I'm really excited for Two Chains. Two Chains dropping Friday, so that's gonna be hype. That's gonna be dope. I can't wait for that. I've been listening to Gunna. I haven't really been dabbling with Lil Pump or. You know, Are you a fan else? of Lil Pump? Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely am. Uh, okay. He grew on me too. I wasn't beforehand, you know, Gucci Gang era. I wasn't a huge fan of Lil Pump. I thought he was all hype. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can kind of get mixed in there with the mumble rappers a little bit. But he really, you know, in late 2018 and early 2019 to now, he's really been impressing me. So uh, I am, I'm a, I'm a Lil Pump guy now. So yeah, I I mean I represent. Yeah, I just think I, he has his lane, and I'm not his lane. But uh, but he I recognize his ability. Like I've definitely, I've definitely grown to think he was more than a one hit wonder. Like I didn't think he was gonna be anything more than Gucci Gang. But you know his his net, his new album had some dope tracks that I enjoy. The ones that I showed you before, the one with Uzi I really like. The one with Wayne I really like. The one with YG and Two Chains I really like. So I think when it comes to Pump, you know I think, granted at this point he's pretty one dimensional as an artist, but. He's really good at that one dimension, and uh, he can he can give some hits and make some dope music. So I like him. Um, I, I I think he's cool. I'm I'm glad he's I'm glad he's in the game. Gunna is somebody that I also like. So uh, that that project I got to give it another listen before I get my final thoughts. But that one was dope. And then the Offset one really impressed me. The Offset one is the best Migos project I have heard. Like counting even their collective stuff like i really? love that project yeah wow. i i love that project i can't wait to see what quavo does because uh, two years ago everyone was convinced that quavo was going to leave migos and be a star and you know leave the other two in the dust and i never thought that for a second and to me offset the one that people talked about the least before his before his relationship with cardi um he's really blossomed into an artist and he did a lot of dope things with the instrumentation with the uh with the production side of things and he really just he really kind of ventured off and ironically 
the one thing that he didn't have on that record, and maybe maybe I'll feel this way when I listen to it again, but I don't think he had a hit, and that's crazy because he's he's one third of the Migos, and they're a hit making machine. But uh, that was the one thing that I felt was missing. But other than that, the substance was great. He opened up. He got he got pretty introspective. He had great features, great placement, and the production. Like I said, man, like the instrumentation and production was just next level and totally out of the box for what you'd expect Amigos. Like Takeoff's album was cool, but it was exactly what you expected Amigos album to be. You know, it, versus Offsets was just like every beat. I was kind of amazed that he picked it. You know, granted he rapped the same, but uh, but it was different production and that. And I for one enjoyed that. Yeah, when uh, whenever an artist or a group of artists like the Migos, um, well, I guess in this in this case it's an individual. Uh, whenever they switch up the, you know, the style of the beat or the mood or whatever, they experiment with different different styles and different genres, even subgenres. It's really kind of interesting to see what they can make. And a lot of times, um, these artists can find their second groove or third groove um, mm-hmm. by doing that, and it's really kind of cool to see. Yeah. I, I noticed that too in Offset's album. I really like Red Room. You didn't think that was a hit? No, I, I, I like it. Uh, like I said, I mean, I think everything he makes, you know, even with Takeoff too, like not to discredit that album, like everything on there, when I hear it, you know, it, it's not something I'm like, turn this shit off. But at the same time, it, it wasn't something that I was like really eager to listen to again. Whereas this Offset is something that I'm totally ready to listen to again. And I'm going to enjoy these records and, I didn't think I just meant in in terms of like commercial mass hit like oh right on like right they on. didn't have a a walk it talk it or, yeah 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 or um like Offset didn't have a uh, what's the other one like a motorsport like he, they didn't have like a a big big record on that project but they had a bunch of dope records that I'll return to and that to me I'm I put more value in that than um, than one of those songs any day so I was I was thoroughly impressed with Offset's album so. Give him his props if he's listening. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shout out Offset. Shout yeah, out shout Amigos. Out Quavo, Takeoff. Coach K over there. QC was good. Yeah. Uh, we always represent QC. Um, love those guys. But, um, yeah, let's leave it at that. We'll uh, we'll we'll be coming out with a music podcast uh, here this week or oh, sometime yeah, very soon. Oh, yeah, we're grinding this Oh, yeah, week. we've been grinding, and we are grinding. I know Chris is putting out podcasts left and right and center. Um, yep. You got any news for your podcast coming up? Well, hopefully by the time this one's out, my next podcast is out, which is an art defining an artist's prime. If you're not, if you're not, uh, if it's not out, I should say, then you're definitely going to get a sneak little preview. It's got Justin Hutt. That's a big reveal. Justin Hutt and Don, aka the most unruly, two of my favorite critical thinkers when it comes to hip hop, on the podcast. Uh, Don Don has been on it before. But uh, Justin Hutt's never been on it. Justin Hutt's someone I really look up to, so that's super exciting. And that conversation turned out to be great. It was the hardest editing trick I ever had to do. There was a lot of editing, but you know what, man? That conversation at the end of the day was amazing, and it was worth it. And it, it felt like it felt like when I was in that conversation, I just kept thinking, man, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with these guys because this was dope. And so basically we kind of looked at every artist's prime and we, we looked at the great ones. We didn't look at, you know, the average artist. We looked at the past great artists, Kanye, T.I., Wayne, Eminem, etc. And we kind of looked at them and we kind of defined what their prime was. And, you know, basically it came from me 
it came from me from my sports background you know athletes have a prime so i'm like do artists have a prime because music's a competition sports is a competition like i feel like anything that is competitive you have a you have you have like performance evaluation and so with performance evaluation comes highs and lows peaks and valleys and so that's kind of where the idea came from and it was something that i brainstormed for months and then i got those two on the podcast and it turned out amazing and also i'll be releasing a so far gone episode with will gill it won't be an album review it will be a discussion about so far gone how it holds up 10 years later, how it impacted Drake, how it impacted the music industry, where its place is, and its potential impact because there's something else that uh, I don't see people talking about when it comes to So Far Gone. So I'm really excited to promote that. And then I just dropped uh, an NBA podcast, Strictly Hoop Talk, talking about uh, content with Ken and just talking about the playoff race on both sides, East and West. And what else do I got in the chamber? Uh, I got a future podcast that I recorded like a month and a half ago, and I lost the files, but I rediscovered them, so that's coming, so that's awesome. Um, Shout out to Animal Brown for that one of On Deck TV. Uh, And then, of course, I'm always doing my Sports Radio Detroit stuff, so I got got an NBA podcast, the Platy NBA Minute, and then I got the Last Track Review with just myself and i reviewed offsets album which will drop tomorrow and then yeah and then the sports road detroit other one the nba podcast will drop later in the week so yeah i got a lot of content to promote so Damn, check out all that long stuff. lineup yeah yeah that's man. dope though to keep it simple man just go to at real chris platy on twitter instagram wherever wherever you have your social media and follow me there and that's the best way to stay up to date with all the content i'm doing but like I said, Johnny, I'm trying to be Lil Wayne in the 2000s. I'm trying to kill this. I'm trying to be the feature king. I'm trying to be the feature and king and put out these classic podcasts on my own. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to have the Carter two and the Carter three, and have all these killer features. I'm trying to do it all, baby. See, I feel like you're doing everything you should be doing too. And in, in this part of your career, um, you. you should be trying to do everything you can do. You're on your feet. You're young. Uh, you, you're you're hungry. You know, and that's the way to yes, be, sir. and that's you got to stay busy with it, keep putting out content, um, and you can't go wrong. So, oh, and one more thing, one more thing to promote, man. Sorry to make this so much promotion. You could chop this out if you want to. I really don't <laughs> care. But um, th- I got something really fun coming in March. Very fun. March, as we know, uh, is an important month in the sports world. And so I'll just keep it at that. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really dope what I have coming. You guys, you guys seen it before last year. Even though I had this idea before it went popular, but I'm not gonna put too much promotion into it because I don't want people stealing my sauce. But I got the Krabby Patty formula for March. It's on a lock. So oh shit! Stay tuned for it's that. It's on a lock. I got content coming for days, man. I'm so excited for that stuff. So so yeah. So stick around. There's more stuff around the corner, but. Anyways, thank you, John, for having me on, man. That's fucking dope, man. I can't wait to check all this shit out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, going into late February here and uh, into March, uh, it's a big time. You know, big time. What a time to be Playoff alive. season for us, too, Playoff baby. Season. ADL. Playoff let's season. Get it. ADL, Come on, let's tell Let's tell what it is. Uh, we're going into our first uh, playoff game here on Wednesday, two days from today. Um, we're prepared. We're ready. Uh, we got to get more prepared, though. We got to get our heads right. Um, but we got a big game coming up, and then after spring yes, break, uh, we're we're coming back at it. Well, that's if we win this game. We got to go hard. We got to take it one game at a time. Yeah, you know? 
But we're going for the chip. We're going for the chip. You know, we're going to try to play at the Breslin. So, I mean, that's the goal right now is try to get there uh, and try to get the dub. You know, that's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got any last words for him, Chris? Nah, man, I said a lot, so I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> so. Chris is out of breath. He's been promoting <laughs> like crazy. Man, I, I swear, man, that was a lot of promoting. I usually don't promote that much, but um, I'm excited. I got a lot of stuff coming out. You got a lot of stuff, though. You got to pipe it up. Yes, sir. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. We had some great conversation today, um, Chris and I. Um, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Check us out on all the socials. I'll drop them below. Um, but, yeah. This is Trillpod. I'm John Jay the Second, and have a great night.